Well, hey, you don't need to be best friends to be great teammates. Think about Shaq and Kobe, right? Brown into it at the Wells Fargo Center. Maxi blocks Ananobi. Ananobi trying to play bully ball, couldn't get away with it. Guys, where are we? Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm your host, Gary, and thrilled to be with you on this NBA Monday. Of course, I could say NBA any day because we are basketball card collectors, investors, connoisseurs, a community, educators, dealers, (laughs) prospectors, like whatever you are. Maybe you're a card show goer, a card store owner, a social media influencer. I don't know what you are. I'm just glad you're listening. We got a lot to talk about. So much so, I don't even know what to call this episode. Maybe it's going to be the 2020 rookie class and a basketball card 101 comment. Maybe it's going to be, look at all the crazy injuries and what do we do with Mr. Michael Porter Jr. now that he's out for the season or Colin Sexton or What about the dudes coming back from injuries? Clay Thompson assigned to the G League. So it's uh, it's time to get past all the welcome and pleasantries. You know what time it is. Let's get after it. Well, it's a cold, chilly, it was snowy, but some of it melted day here in Northeast Ohio, the United States of America. Greetings, hello to all of our listeners all across the globe. Hey, it is awesome being a part of something that's not just in my little part of the world, but sports cards, yeah, with with eBay, with Starstock, with PSA, all the things, Panini is global, Fanatics is global, you can always watch on NBA.com, that's that's what's awesome, uh, guys, I love following the NBA when I can, in fact, I can't wait for this Sunday, I'm going to the Cleveland Cavaliers versus Utah Jazz, so I finally get to put my body where my card collection is and go to a Cavs game, I just, I, if you're new to this Hoops and Cards podcast, we, I mean, I and our all of our podcasts, we try to talk about a balance of collecting and investing. This should be fun and profitable. This should be something you enjoy doing and can spend lots of time doing or as little time as you want. I don't know. Like you, you just enjoy doing it. And if you're thoughtful about it and you're not crazy impulsive, like, you know, I, I guess I've been in the past and This should be some place for you to make some money. Even in a time when, guys, I got to be honest, here we are as we wrap up November. uh, There's not a whole lot that I would say, ooh, you got to buy here or you got to invest there. Like I really, especially when things could change at any given day, you know, whether John Morant is going to be out for two weeks or four months, I don't know. You know, you can go on, hey, it looks like he could be back in four to six weeks. Or you could go, hey, Memphis isn't usually good at reporting injuries accurately. Remember how long? I mean, Jaron Jackson stretched four to six weeks 
into like 14 months. <laughs> so I don't necessarily trust these teams to report or even to understand uh, what a player is going to need rehab-wise and rest. But all that to say, I really like John Morant. He was one of my favorite guys to follow, watch his games, and to buy his cards before the injury. And, and of course, I believe he's not going to be injured forever. This might be a good buying opportunity for you that don't have any John Morant rookies. And if you are going to buy in, I would look at uh, Prism rookies of his, especially not base cards, not just the regular 249 out of the 2019-20 Prism set. I would look at some of the parallels, some of the variation cards, the silver, the pink cracked ice, and I'd look at the optic blue velocity. And if you can buy one already graded for a decent price, remember that PSA 10s will always have a premium. There will always be interest in those and they do tend to go up the most, the fastest. But I also like PSA 9s. In fact, most of the graded cards I own are PSA 9 because I bought them that way. I've also had some cards that I did send away for grading and got back a year later and they graded as a 9 and I still own them for some reason. Uh, some of it's because they're, they're, they're kind of at a price right now that I don't want to sell. I've got a Cam Johnson Silver Prism Rookie PSA 9. I don't want to sell that. I don't even know why I had it graded, but I, I thought like everybody did, hey, just send away silver rookies and they'll come back worth more. <laughs> well, in case you're just tuning into the basketball card market, things have, uh, let's just say they, they were rising consistently for about a year and three months. And then last March hit, March of 21 even. Not, I mean, the basketball card market prices did really well during the pandemic for a lot of reasons, but, but then when, you know, we got past all of the reasons things might go up and here we, we landed last spring in March and April. And it just seemed like at some point what goes up was probably bound to come down. And, and so things did. And, you know, you're in a season right now where the card market since March or since April has been mostly uh, correcting itself to go back down. I can't really promise you that certain cards will, you know, regain that value. But if you're smart and we learn our lessons and you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, you know, there are times to still find good deals out there and still make some money. So I lean toward talking about unopened boxes or packs of cards right now, like uh, hobby boxes of any of the last five seasons of Prism or Optic or Select or even Mosaic. If you can get a good deal, I would I would try to deal in person so you're not paying shipping or sales tax. I would try to, to build those into a package deal. If, if you are able to buy hobby boxes, go for it. They're usually more expensive, but come with more possibilities, better cards, more numbered cards or autograph cards, relic or patch cards all in there. Uh, the hobby boxes of most of these are just better, but you pay a premium. You pay a high price for those. So do what you can afford. I just know that buying unopened wax, unopened cards, boxes of cards, those things 
they're you know if John Morant gets hurt, they're not going to all of a sudden drop in value because you've got other rookies that year. Have you heard of my man Darius Garland? I've been saying his name, but I haven't said it like this. Darius Garland. I love watching him play. He's looking like an all-star the last three weeks. And there's other dudes. Zion could be coming back for sure. Jordan Poole. So like a lot of these, you know, when you buy the, the wax box or the hobby boxes, you get the possibility of getting any and all of those guys in a box. And even some of their autograph or silver or just their better cards. So, so right now I feel like if I were to do a who's hot and who's not, I would say who's hot would be unopened boxes of current or modern basketball cards. You could even go with like back to the 80s and 90s in basketball cards and say those could be some really good deals right now. The market is down, but those things are up and they, as people open a box, the gradual number, like the the total population count, you hear the word pop count, the total number of sealed wax boxes of any given brand, any given year, those are in constant decline because people are opening them. They're ripping them. They're breaking them. They're tearing into them. And uh, yeah, so every, every box that's open means one less. And as supply goes down, demand probably stays the same or goes up in a market like this. Yikes, right? That may be a better place, better bang for your buck. At the same time, you know, there are single cards of players in the last month that have jumped. There are individual rookies from the last five years that I would say, yeah, you know, maybe that guy is going to get injured next week. But so far, his season, Miles Bridges, Tyrese Maxey, just to name a couple. I already said Darius Garland. Don't make me say Darius Garland more times than I absolutely have to. If you're a faithful listener to that show, to this show, or that, this or that show, you know that I am uh, Northeast Ohio, close to Cleveland. I've been a Cavaliers fan. So you're going to get my my best awareness and expertise is, is really of Cavaliers players and the teams they played against. So Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, those guys look like fantastic long-term stars in the NBA. Jarrett Allen looks solid. Colin Sexton, I'm sorry about his injury because he was on a great path. He was playing well his first few years. Not sure what his, his contract status is going to go be moving forward, but you don't care. You just wanted me to say there are other rookies, other quality players that you can buy from the last few years. You know, if you like pursuing individual players, some of them because they've consistently upped their game. Others of them because they're breaking some news. Kobe White is back. And if he comes off the bench and scores 15 to 20 a night for the Bulls, that's pretty good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, why not? Let's make this a basketball card 101. And uh, I am going through five 
rookie classes because often people want to buy the rookie cards as they're the most valuable cards of a player. His first year in his pro uniform. Let me say, I can't stress that enough. The pro uniform, for whatever reason, makes a huge difference, especially to that fan base. I want to see Evan Mobley in a Cavaliers uniform, and they want to buy Trey Young in a Hawks uniform. They don't want the Oklahoma uniform. Anyway, so the 2020 class is one of five that we will look at in a little bit more detail, and I will contrast and compare them and rank them. The, the reason I wanted to start with 2020 is they are the most recent rookie cards available on the market. So in the, in the pro uniforms, you can find, you know, Optic, Select, Mosaic. A lot of those wax boxes are still available. Hobby, blaster boxes, hanger boxes, packs. And they're still affordable, you know, unopened boxes. And so when you're buying into a wax box, unopened packs of these cards, you're getting the possibility of any of these rookies and the possibility of all of them, you know? Um, some Sometimes it may just be for a base card or it might be for a special silver card or an autograph card or a numbered, you know, limited edition card. So the 2020 rookie class, what I want to say about them is if each of these rookie classes... I picked the 10 best players from each class and then compared those classes against each other. Okay? So the the rankings basically between the classes are based on the, the, the cream of the crop, the top 10 in each class. And on one hand, because the younger classes, right, this year's class and last year's class, which I'm looking at now, those guys are still young. A lot of them are prospects that haven't even had the chance to prove what they can do in the NBA yet. So naturally, their their rankings might be a little bit lower than the other classes or give them room to, to grow and improve. But with the 2020 class, a lot of people know it as the LaMelo Ball class because he was Rookie of the Year for sure, or the Anthony Edwards class because I think he should have been Rookie of the Year. He played a lot more games and played a lot better in the last two months of the season. When LaMelo was busy, well, he wasn't busy. He was injured. And, uh, you know, as much as he showed sh- superstar, I almost said showed superstar potential, LaMelo's, you know, showed a great rookie season when he was active, but you know, wasn't the scoring threat that Anthony Edwards was and didn't play nearly as many games. So there's that, didn't start nearly as many games. Actually, Edwards came off the bench a lot too, so whatever. I I think Edwards should have won. But this 2020 class has a lot more than just those two players. And I've described it uh, recently to some of you as, you know, look, they got two superstars in the class, two future stars, I think, in the class, (laughs) and then a lot of question marks. And some of those question marks are exciting, you know, guys that could possibly be all-stars in the future, and some of them are just, I I don't know why you would get excited about them, but people do. So (laughs) let me say that there are, I'm looking at 19 players in this class. And what I'm doing is focusing on 
rookies, not players who had their first card that year, and maybe there's not a rookie logo on it. So I'm not counting Shake Milton. I'm not counting Duncan Robinson Prism. I'm not counting Christian Wood or Lugens Dort. But I do think those are good players to look at in the 2020 products, in the 2020 and 21 Prism, Optic, National Treasures, Select, Mosaic when it comes out, all that stuff. Don Russ has a cheap option. But the guys that did not make the cut for the top 10, let me go through those. I have Jordan Nawara, a nice wing scorer type for the Milwaukee Bucks. He was fun to watch in the preseason. Had a good first week, and he has since kind of lost any chance at playing time and, you know, really has taken a backseat to Grayson Allen and a few others that were already rotation players there in Milwaukee. So Jordan Nawara, though, I think the other thing, too, is he's a little bit older than some of these rookies, but he showed some nice potential. Not a top 10 in this class. Peyton Pritchard. Had a fantastic start to his rookie season last year. He's been okay. He doesn't play much now in Boston. And, you know, unless they make some deals, he is is behind Schroeder. He's behind Marcus Smart. And they don't really need him to shoot much. So he's he's kind of a name that people know. But I wouldn't chase after his cards, and I, I I don't hold on to them. I feel similarly about Jaden McDaniels. A player for the T-Wolves who, for some reason, they considered untouchable and wouldn't talk trade involving him. But here's a guy who's, you know, this first month of the season, he's had the chance to play 30, 40 minutes sometimes. He was starting for a while. And you'd look at his stat line, it would be like four points, three boards. (laughs) Like, he just wasn't producing. And He's tall, young, and I'm not sure he has an outside shot, so I I don't know what he is. I know know these guys I'm mentioning now, their rookies are cheap. They're in the dollar boxes. You're going to find Jaden McDaniels, Peyton Pritchard, Jordan Nawara, and this guy, Isaiah Stewart, the guy who had the nerve to pick fights with LeBron James, Giannis, Kevin Durant, whoever else. I think he's just trying to get noticed. And he's tough, and he's a Detroit Piston, which I guess means he has to think he's tough. You know, but... Uh, can he play basketball? I mean, he can rebound sometimes. He can block shots sometimes. I don't know if he has enough game to eventually be a quality starter on a decent team. Right now he's on the Pistons, who like his potential as a physical big man. So good luck investing in those. These guys don't score much. And if you're going to put your money on a physical big man who produces, then think Mo Bamba, who's doing it actually now. Think, actually, I meant to say Bam Adebayo, who's even better. Even from this class, there's a couple better guys I'll mention. But So Isaiah Stewart, Kenyon Martin Jr. from Houston. He had a nice stretch of six to eight weeks last season for Houston, and now he doesn't play very much. He's still kind of a rotation player for Houston and worth watching for the future, but not in the top 10 in this class. Isaac Okoro did have a nice rookie season on a team that didn't make the lottery and wasn't counting on him to score, but he showed potential as a two or a three in the league that can do all the all the other things you like to see. Play defense, rebound, pass, run the floor. Smart young player. I just don't know if he's for sure a starter in the NBA uh, ever. And then these next few guys... Uh, 
Precious Achua, who I heard one podcast call him the big sneeze, Precious Achua. He's now on Toronto, and sometimes he gets decent minutes and can rebound and score, but, uh, you know, nothing crazy. Patrick Williams for the Bulls, number four pick overall. Here's one of the big question marks of the class. Lots of potential, but injured for a long time, possibly the whole season this year. And the Bulls were really hoping to field a lineup that had, you know, Vucevic, Patrick Williams, who they wanted to, you know, see him take a big jump this year and then throw him out there with DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Lonzo Ball. I mean, that's that has the potential to be an awesome lineup in a couple years. But you got to stay healthy, Patrick. And we got to know, even even on that team, if you're healthy, are you anything more than 14 points and six boards? Like, they may not really be a place where he shines. Then again, the Bulls probably see a better future in him because he was one of the youngest players in the draft when they picked him. They projected him, uh, you know, to have the highest upside in that draft. And they weren't talking about right now. They were probably talking about five years from now when they won't need Vucevic. So, you know, maybe long-term, but again, he's he's a wild card. I feel the same way about Alexei Pokazhevsky. Good luck spelling it. Don't forget the silent J at the end of Alexej. (laughs) It's Alexei Pokazhevsky. Seven foot tall, 19 years old. Uh, Had some big games last season. He has yet to really do it this year, and it's Oklahoma City. And he doesn't start, doesn't play more than 10, 15 minutes a night. They really view him as a long-term project. And when you're Oklahoma City and you've got a zillion draft picks, you've got the, the opportunity to take a flyer on some of these players that, you know, may or may not pan out. So far, Josh Giddy has worked out well for them uh, as a starter who could, who's shown a lot of ability. But Pogoszewski, very inconsistent, um, has not been shooting well this season. But, hey, uh, they have time. They are not trying to win games this season. There is no way okay. You can't accuse Oklahoma City of trying to be good. So those are the guys that did not make the top 10 in this class. And you can get decent, real cheap deals on any of their silver prisms or their tricolor select cards or any of their autograph cards, even their uh, Chronicles autos or their numbered cards. You know, um, so if you are a fan of any of those guys, I would say... Right now is a decent time to get some bargains because if any of them start to move on their potential, in fact, every guy I mentioned, they're they're question marks. And it wouldn't surprise me if in four years, any one of six of those guys is an all-star. That's not that crazy. I mentioned a few guys who were top 10 picks. so, So that's the guys. Those are the guys that didn't make the top 10. But there are 10 guys obviously, that did, and I would consider them not only rotation players, starters, future stars, uh, possible all-stars, and two franchise players. So we'll get to those in a minute. Guys. Jalen Noel finds Anthony Edwards. And sidesteps for three, and that was very James Harden-esque. Hey, everybody, before we get into uh, the, the 2020 rookie class and things, I want to invite you to jump in and join the team here at Hoops and Cards. We've started a new movement called Hoops Plus. For those of us that want more, like more episodes, 
more buy-in, more connection and conversations online, more basketball card collecting and investing goodness. Guys, join Hoops Plus. You can go in and just for the like less than the price of a quarter pounder or a whopper, like you can get a, a month's full of goodness, potential of winning prizes from us here at Hoops and Cards. And just go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe and join the team. We'd love your support. Love to have you be a part of Hoops Plus, and you immediately get sent a link to more podcast episodes, which are often like previews, sneak peeks, extra information, random thoughts throughout the week, all good stuff about the NBA. So check out the notes in today's podcast, like listed are the links here to Hoops Plus for you to join, and also for Card Ladder. Card Ladder Pro has given us a great deal as a partner affiliate with them. Check that out as well as a resource I love to use to keep track of my cards. That's the only thing that counts, and I mean literally a logo shot. So now let's talk about the top 10 players, at least as I see them. And, you know, uh, there's some of those that could be argued in or out, but the top 10 players in the 2020 class, and these are guys that, uh, uh, you know, actually, I should just spoiler alert this right now. Uh, overall, I'm ranking the 2020 class, the top 10, as the fifth out of five. This is not the best class from one through 10. It's just not. Uh, in fact, three guys here that are in the top 10, I have no idea what to say about their futures. This would be Obi Toppin, who at times looks awesome and at times looks like a ghost, <laughs> like he's not even there. Um, I think he's a good rotation player for the long term. I don't know if New York is the best landing place for him when you've got uh, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett. Like, there's so many other guys that are in that 6'6 to 6'11 range. And uh, so I don't know if that's the best place for top and long term, but, but who am I? You know, I just know he's a big question mark, has a lot of potential to score more and play more somewhere else. Another guy that I don't know what to say anything about is James Wiseman. You know, the number two pick overall in last year's draft. Wait, was he two or three? Either way, it was two. Oh, my word. He had a very promising first month or two of his rookie campaign, and then he's been injured a lot. And where is he going to fit in at Golden State? What is his future? He underperformed in, uh, in the spring. And so I don't know. I don't know. Feels like a big risk, a guy that maybe winds up being a rotation player, but certainly the, the, the Warriors don't make dumb draft picks, so maybe in a couple years he's awesome. I just know right now I've got him as at least a rotation player for somebody. Another one is Desmond Bain, and his I, I believe he's improved actually since I made this list, so maybe he's better than eighth in this class. In Memphis, he's going to be counted on to do a little bit more now that Ja is out. He's a good shooting guard who can defend and score, and he's strong. He's aggressive. There's a lot to like about him, and yet there are some games he doesn't even show up. So I don't mean he doesn't try. I just mean he doesn't produce, and I don't know that the the Grizzlies even see him as the long-term two-guard next to uh, Ja Morant. I mean, could you imagine if they got somebody like Buddy Heald or C.J. McCollum to put next to Ja Morant? Wow, I mean... Or even a bigger guy. I mean, I Colin Sexton. 
No, I didn't say, he's not bigger, but you know, Karis Levert. Some other guys I think would be better fits next to Ja Morant. So these next three, let's go with Emmanuel Quickly, Sadiq Bey, and Tyrese Halliburton. These are all names that most of us know, and they had very solid rookie seasons. Halliburton got a lot of Rookie of the Year consideration, or at least votes in that. And, uh, you know, Sacramento is a mess right now with the coaching transition and all the guards, Davion Mitchell, Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, Halliburton, who does what? Again, it's one night Halliburton has 20 points and looks decent. The next night he's got six points and it's like, Tyrese Hulaburton, I don't, I, you know, I don't know what he is. I don't, I don't see him as a future all-star, like like some people have. I see him as a as a good, eventual, a solid starter in the league. But if he can't start in Sacramento yet, you know, I don't know why I'd want to buy his cards yet. And there's there's a lot to like about his potential, but I'm not I'm not super high on him right now. Sadiq Bay, similar deal. Man, like you watch you watch Detroit, one night Sadiq has 20, 25 points, the next night it's three points. And uh he is not one of their top uh foundational pieces going forward. Cade Cunningham is definitely, obviously, he's he's the number one pick, the 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 name player, the star on the team. Jeremy Grant, you know, is a veteran doing all the things, and maybe he's trade bait for a Ben Simmons or Colin Sexton or whatever else they want to add, but I don't see Sadiq Bey as anything more than maybe a good starter. I don't see him as a super scorer. I don't see him as, you know, eventually a 20-plus a, a game guy. And, um, you know, and that's saying something. Even on Detroit, a bad team that ne- desperately needs a guy like him to score uh, to improve or have any chance in games. He just is not very consistent. I see him as, at, at best, uh, a solid starter in the league. And then Emmanuel quickly, very much the same, better defensive player, a bit more versatile, looks really good when he gets playing time, but uh, there he is, like Obi Toppin, on a team that's trying to play 15 guys. Like the Knicks have one or two guys who could be stars and then 12 other guys that are pretty good. And nobody really develops. So, yeah, I don't know what to think of the Knicks. That's half the problem with Quickly and his development. But let's get it down to there are four players that I think are starting to look like uh, good to great. Starting to look like all-star potential. Starting to play like guys I would invest in. I would buy their rookies. I have bought their rookies. And you already know I'm going to say LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. You already know, if you listen to this podcast at all, that I am huge. I'm big on Tyrese Maxey. And as if he's just messing with me, you know, and, and to remind me that, I, that, that that nobody is perfect at this, Ty, Tyrese Maxey had nine points tonight in a win over Orlando. But if you look at his game, um, there's always more to the game than scoring, right? Maxey in the midst of a nine-point night where he didn't shoot so well, had nine assists, eight rebounds, and a block. I love it when players find other ways to contribute, and Maxi did that tonight. Maxi, over the course of the last 10 games, is over 20 a game. So I I think he is already a, a very good starter in the league. I don't think he's an all-star yet, 
but the fact that I'm even saying it tells you how far he's come in the last six months. Fantastic young player. He's a guy you can still find some deals on because a lot of people have been paying more attention to the NFL and maybe they have prism cards, but they don't know anybody else other than LaMelo and Anthony Edwards. So a lot of those have already sold their maxis and, you know, didn't realize what they were giving up. Um, I was able to, in the end of October, pick up a few maxi rookies for like a dollar, two dollars. I got a prism rookie of his for four dollars, a silver, silver prism for four bucks. And right now I could sell it for a hundred, but I'm not. I would rather get that thing graded. I think uh, the chance to get a silver of any of these guys I'm talking about now, which would be Tyrese Maxey and then Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony uh, has outshined, outproduced, out offensed, like everything, uh, outdone Jalen Suggs and just about anybody else on the Magic for the part of the season when he's been healthy. Now he is out right now. I don't think he's out for very long, but uh, Cole Anthony is a player I have my eye on. And, you know, he started his rookie season last year well, so people know his name. They were overpricing him a year ago. Then he kind of faded. But now at age 21, he is starting a lot when he's healthy. Yeah, uh, uh, he's got a bum ankle, was ruled out for tonight's game, but he should be back soon. Listen to the kind of night he had. This this would be uh, a week ago. Cole Anthony. In 36 minutes, he had 29 points, 11 assists, 3 rebounds. Two nights later, 15 points, 7 assists, 10 rebounds. Uh, Two nights later after that, 16 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds. And uh, decent percentages. Cole Anthony is averaging 18.4 points a game over the last 10. And that, that makes him clearly, for me, the number four player in this class. And those four guys, I would say... That those will add value to the wax boxes now as people are buying them and in the future. And I don't know who the best player of this class is going to be in five years. You know, it it looks like to me Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball are going to be multiple all-stars, if not like 10, 11 times all-stars. They look, they look awesome. There, there's just no other way to say that. And... Edwards can score 40 or 50 pretty much anytime he wants. He really can. Uh, Minnesota has to figure out how they're going to use him overall because D'Angelo Russell has big games. Even Malik Beasley has big games. They've got other players that they want to develop, and Carl Towns is great. How long is he going to stay? But uh, it looks like long-term this is Anthony Edwards' team, and that's that's huge. He is uh, worth the price of admission, one of those... One of those 15 guys or so in the league that you would just say, I'm going to the game. I don't even care about my team. I want to see Anthony Edwards. Or, yes, I want to see LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is playing right now in a game against the Bulls. So let me check that real quick, see what he's doing. LaMelo, don't let me down. You're playing against your brother here. Okay, even there, 25 points. Sorry, 25 minutes. He's got 11 points, 13 assists, 7 boards. That's that's just like the typical LaMelo. Some nights he'll bust out for 30 points, but they don't always need him to score, especially when Rozier is hitting like he is tonight. They need more help. Gosh, tonight they didn't get much help from Miles Bridges. And uh, Jalen McDaniels, dude, one for eight from the field, 0 of four from downtown. And it's really hard. If you can't, 
If you can't make your shots, you're not going to keep up with DeRozan, Vucevic, Levine. Yeah. So, all that to say, LaMelo is a triple-double, a walking triple-double. You know, I'm, maybe I'll be the first one to compare him to Russell Westbrook. There, I did it. You're welcome. But here he is, his rookies. Uh, he he was super high-priced, and any new releases of his are going to be as people chase them. But, like, these mosaics, after they've been out a little while, you'll get some great deals. Even right now, the Prism rookie, if it's centered and looks like you could grade it, I would buy it. I've bought a few of those, and I bought a few of the... Um, What's his cheese? Anthony Edwards. There you go. So that's my rundown of the 2020 class. I see two franchise players, Edwards and Ball. I see two potential all-stars, Tyrese Maxey and Cole Anthony. And the rest I see, gosh, I hope they prove to be good starters. Sadiq Bey, Halliburton, Quickly, Desmond Bain, James Wiseman, Obi Toppin, Precious Achua, Patrick Williams. Those are some wild cards right there. And Poku. Who do you like? What questions do you have? Who did I forget? Hit me up at Hoops and Cards on Instagram or Hoops and Cards Podcast at gmail.com. I'll wrap this up for you in just a moment. Guys. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, Hoops and Cards, we want to add value to you as a basketball card collector and investor. And Basketball Cards 101, I think it's important to know how to think through a rookie class and not just go along with the excitement of the RC label or the names other people are talking about, but actually to understand how are those players performing? What's their potential? Why did their teams draft them? You know, if, if the Warriors picked them, should you? If Oklahoma City drafted them, should you? And to know a little bit more than the other guy, the other seller, dealer, guy on eBay who's listing all of his rookie, you know, guys he barely knows, when you've done your homework, you can find some good players. Like I I said, Cole Anthony, still some guys don't know Tyrese Maxey, and it it really does uh, intrigue me to think through, well, what's the potential of a Patrick Williams or a James Wiseman? Because... Some pretty smart people who know the NBA and know how to project guys beyond maybe a first year or second year injury problem. Like they're thinking long term superstars when they draft in the top five. So maybe there's a great buying opportunity. I'm not saying go for it. I'm saying know who you're buying. Know the rookie classes. And as you're buying rookie or basketball wax, you know, unopened packs and boxes and hobby boxes of these things. Remember 2020 You're going to find more of those available at cheaper prices, but you also heard me say I'd rank it the fifth best class in the last five years. So you're probably getting good value when you buy now, as opposed to a year from now when LaMelo and Anthony Edwards are way more well-known and awesome, you know, but there's also some great buying opportunities in the other classes, and we'll get to those in upcoming episodes. So, hey, everybody, take care. Have a great week. Enjoy some NBA and I, yeah, I get to go to a game. Boom.
Bondi your butts. <laughs>